the World Nomads podcast bonus episode. Hear amazing nomads sharing their knowledge, stories and experience of world travel. We have delivered you some special episodes highlighting our amazing nomads, Phil. They're the people that demonstrate discovery, connection, transformation, fear and love through travel. Now, this episode is particularly personal as 22-year-old English backpacker Zoe shares her incredible story of survival after an illegal petrol station exploded in Cambodia. It was all over the news. If you don't believe in travel insurance, we have far too many all-too-true stories of cases our world nomads 24-7 emergency assistance and claims uh, teams have dealt with, including Zoe, who, by the way, was also lucky to escape the earthquake in Lombok in 2018. That one terrible, killed 563 people and injured thousands more. Uh, But, you know, and that time Zoe was one of the lucky ones. Just lucky. She was in a restaurant and the wall of the restaurant almost collapsed on top of her. So, look, natural disasters can and do happen, but it is the unforeseen circumstances which Zoe will touch on that you cannot plan for. So Zoe and her friend Abby, if you aren't aware of the story, were both badly injured when they were riding past the petrol station during their lunch break, right? So they yep. just jumped on their scooters like they normally did, yep. went for lunch and uh, were heading back to a local school in Sam Reap in Cambodia. Now, a statement at the time said the explosion was caused by an improper transfer of gas from the tanker to the main storage. You think? Which led to a leak <laughs> and subsequently an explosion. I was actually fortunate enough to interview Zoe and her mum Mary at at their home in Kent in the UK to check in on how she's going. I'm feeling really good. I'm back at home and I love being back at home because I can eat all the foods I want. I've got friends and family coming to see me and that's great because they make me feel really happy and stuff and that's always lovely. Uh, I'm more independent at home so I could do everything for myself and that's great. Uh, So now I'm feeling really, really good. Okay, so for those that aren't familiar with your story, take us through what happened in Cambodia. So I was a teacher with my TEFL qualification in Cambodia, the country that I love the most. Uh, Me and my friend, another teacher at the same school, Abby Alexander, she came to my house for lunch. So we taught in the morning and then it has that three hour break. So she came to my house for lunch. We had lunch and then we're driving back to school for the afternoon classes and uh, same route that I take every day. Um, And as we drove around the corner... On like my left, I could see that this building was on fire and it's a petrol station. So I legit thought, shit, 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 shit. And so obviously, unfortunately, it's on a major crossroad. So I couldn't just drive out straight because if there was a car or another motorbike would crash. So I had to make sure it was clear. Uh, It was clear so that I could finally drive, you know, and I was there and I was like, go, 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 go. And unfortunately, it just went boom. Right, so unfortunately the fire then went all the way in front of us and then it came back all the way behind us. Now I'm sitting on a motorbike and that has petrol inside it so I'm now thinking, is this thing going to explode on us? So we got off the bike. Abby, bless her, she's wearing leggings and like the work t-shirt so it's like a short sleeve t-shirt and it's all caught on fire. All of it is caught on fire. So she's rolling around on the floor. I'm running away. And then she's screaming, I'm on fire, I'm on fire. So I had to turn around, run back to Abby, pat her down and be there like, you're not on fire anymore, it's fine, we need to go. Because I was thinking it's going to explode again. Or the motorbike's going to explode and we're right next to it. We got up and we ran, we ran away from the site and we're going to Khmer people, so Cambodian people to be there. Can you help us? She needs to take us to like a 
the hospital or to the clinic. But unfortunately, they're just taking their phones out to take photos or to take videos. So I was there and I was like, we're going to need to continue on to school and they're going to help us. They're going to take us to where we need to go. So I wanted to run and she said like, I can't run, I can't run. Now bless her, I'm looking at her and she's got like skin hanging off of her. Like it's just dripping off. Her clothes are all singed, like everything's on show, bless her. Um, and she's there and she's like, what do I look like? And I'm there and I'm like, you must look like me. Now I can see that she hasn't got any eyebrows. She hasn't got any facial features anymore, just her eyes and like some lips, but all her skin is like peeling off. So I was presuming I looked exactly the same. So I was there and I was like, you look like me. So anyway, we walked on to school and I'm just saying, I'm like, I need ice. Like I was like, I'm on fire. Like everything was just burning. It was just such intense pain. It was awful. And bless her, I couldn't run away because she couldn't run. So I was there and I was like, I'm just gonna have to walk for her. But I was like, please walk fast. But unfortunately, as we're walking, everyone's got their phones out, like taking videos of us walking to school. Because it's something, it's what they do. It's just, it's what, it's how they are. Um, anyway, we walked to school. Now her brother works at that school. So she's there screaming her brother's name. Now all the students, all the teachers are hanging around outside because they've heard the explosion. So they want to see like, oh, what's that from? So when they see us turning the corner, it was a bit of a huge shock. Do you know what I mean? It was a huge shock. I'm there screaming for teacher Tom, which is the receptionist. And she's there like, who's this? I'm there like, it's teacher Zoe. I'm there like, it's teacher Zoe. I'm there like, I need to go to the clinic. So then she's shouting at the um, receptionist to get in her car to take us both to the clinic. Abby's shouting at Tony to call her mum and dad, like get them to, the, to meet them at the clinic. So Tony came with us because that's Abby's brother. And they drove us to the closest clinic, which was just down the road. Honestly, it's not that far away from the school. It's always quite handy to have a clinic by the school. And I ran inside and I was like, right, I need ice. I was like, I need a doctor. And I was like, no, I need painkillers. I was like, I need it right now. So they took us into this room and they got these like bins and they filled them with water and they put like the ice packets, you know, those ice packets or like blocks of ice. And so unfortunately, like, we couldn't put our whole bodies in there, but I put like my feet in there and I put my hands in there. And I was there and I was like, my face is still burning. I was like, I need ice on my face. Do you know what I mean? Abby was like, I'm in so much pain. And like, they gave us pain. Because I was kind of just having to turn around and say to myself, like, you're going to be fine. It's skin. Skin grows back. I was there, like, you're going to be fine. Like, it's your internal organs are fine. I was there, like, it's just your skin. I was there, like, skin grows back. So that's just why I had to continuously say in my head. And like, Abby's, bless her, Abby's a lot younger. She's 18. So bless her, she's like freaking out and stuff, which is understandable because she can just see her skin like hanging off and like dripping off her. I then noticed that my jeans had split and my leg had like massive blisters. I was there and I was like, you're going to need to. So I was cutting off all the rest of her clothes. And then after I was there and I was like, you're going to need to cut my clothes. So I was there like, because I've got burns down my leg. And then there was like, oh damn, because I couldn't see it before. My face started swelling up. Like my eyes and stuff were finding it hard to open up wide. There was like open like little slits. This clinic is now filling up. It's the closest clinic to the explosion. So all the Cambodians are now coming. There's too many people. Like obviously there's not enough doctors for the amount of people that are turning up. So they're there and they're like, we're white. We need to go to Royal Angkor. Uh, which is like the expensive hospital. It's the really expensive. It's like $90 to see a doctor and then $100 just to hear what he said. Um, anyway, the ambulance came for me. I got to the hospital and I was there and I was like, this is three grand. Can we put it in your arm like this drip? They was like, we need this drip. It's 3000. Can we put it in your arm? I was like, can we please just wait? I was like, for my insurance company? I was like, because if they say no, I was like, we're working on a budget. And I was like, the budget is what's ever in my purse. I was like, so you're going to do this all on a budget? Because even with like my full teacher's wage, which is probably coming that Friday, it was not three grand. I was like, I wouldn't even have the three grand for this drip. 
with my wages as a teacher. From the start of this story, the whole time, you're thinking about things. I can't believe that you would still have your wits about you, basically. Yeah. I knew that if I was freaking out in the clinic, it just wouldn't have been, like I had to sort of just calm myself. So I didn't go into like complete shock or something. Do you know what I mean? Is this the teacher in you? Possibly. Possibly. I feel like maybe the earthquake situation the year before when you sort of just like, I know that feeling when you just need to like concentrate on breathing. Like it's like, it's one of the things that like, just concentrating on your breathing can sort of just like I don't even know like your head just has to concentrate on one thing rather than all the things around them rather than the pain rather than anything else it's just got to concentrate on something as simple as breathing in and breathing out and I'm sitting here in your lounge room and Mary your mum's sitting over by the telly and quite quite yeah emotional what is crazy is that something that is so routine like something like brushing your teeth something like getting in the shower going to work you know just completely changed my life well, tell me about how it's affected you. What injuries did you sustain? And ongoing, what effect does that going to have on you? So on the burns, I had burns, I have burns on both of my feet. I was wearing jeans, okay? Now I have a beautiful jeans line all the way up my left leg. So where the jeans split in the explosion with like the pressure, the seam just kind of like ripped open on my thigh. So the top of my thigh and the bottom of my thigh and actually the bottom of my leg is all just burnt. Mm. I have burns on my right thigh, burns on both my hands, because unfortunately they were out holding onto the handlebars, burns on my face and on my neck. So anything, any skin that was showing was burnt, but unfortunately my leg got completely burnt because the seam decided to split with the explosion on the left-hand side. So when I went to Thailand, they were like lancing away at skin and stuff, all dead skin that I had, and that was like for like a couple of weeks, and I was finally ready to do the skin grafts, but then the insurance company took me to East Grinstead, which is back at home. And uh, when East Grinstead looked at my injuries, they were like, it's great, your right foot and stuff is healed already. Your right thigh is healed, your face and your neck is healed. Because like, at the time, they was probably thinking they needed to do skin grafts on all these areas. So your hands still need skin grafts, your legs still need skin grafts, and your feet need skin, uh, your left foot needs skin grafts. So the whole left, left foot, left side, left leg, need a skin graft and so did my hands but nothing else which was great so they're like what was 35 and 39 percent burns is now actually only like 15 percent burns and I was like fantastic that sounds really really good I didn't look at myself at this time because I'm not particularly ready to look at my injuries so I was blindfolded during all this and you already knew what Abby looked like I knew I knew what she looked like originally but I had no idea what she was looking like Mm. after when I got to Royal Ankle we were separated for infections reasons and they were telling me that they was putting a tube in her throat because she was swelling and they were worried that her throat would close up. She was being sent to Phnom Penh by ambulance and her bill just from like where we was in CM Reap, so just in Royal Ankle, was like 39000 And I was already thinking, fuck, she has no insurance. How is she going to pay for this? How is the family going to pay for this? They went to Phnom Penh and before she could even get into the hospital, they were demanding 10000 at the door. And then they like tried to go to like another hospital, which was cheaper. But this hospital didn't even have like the machine that keeps you breathing. So they was just expecting the mum and dad to like pump. But her bill in the end was like 250,000 US dollars. And the American embassy got involved to pay for her to go back to America. Because otherwise every day that she stayed in Cambodia, just the room itself that she would have been in, would have cost, just made that cost go much more. So go back to when they were going to put the $3,000 drip in yeah. and you were going, hang on, don't know what sort of budget I'm working on here. Yeah. At what point did World Nomads Insurance kind of kick in? When I first arrived in Cambodia, the Cambodian family that I have, Nana, I sent him my insurance details and I said, if I die, this is who you call. I was like, call mum, you know, let her know. Call dad, you know, let them know nicely. I was like, don't be putting it on Facebook. I was real strict because that's what they do when someone dies. They're there and they're like, oh, please pray for like my dead 
friend and it's like a picture of the dead friend i was like please don't do that to me nana i was like england's not the same i was like we don't do that at all but i sent him my insurance details i was like if anything happens to me i was like you need to call this number i was like because they pay for everything for me i was like that's what you need to do so because my face was now all completely swollen i couldn't open my eyes trying to get someone to go onto my phone open up the insurance find the email get the contact details to then call them but i remember i arrived into the hospital and straight away there was there like this drip costs three thousand can we put it in i was there like um no i was there like please wait i was there like we're just going to contact the insurance company i was like if they say yes fine it's just bizarre that they even talk about cost isn't it just about saving yeah. your life do you know what i mean no they're just like three thousand can we put it in your arm almost like selling it like you know like oh would you like this in your arm no please wait so um when the insurance company said yes which wasn't even that long but people just kept on coming in like oh can we put this in you no no i was like have the insurance company said yes not yet just wait please so and then when they came back i was like i have the insurance company said yes they was there like yes i was like give me everything i was like do it all i was like give me the whole work and i think i was just so relaxed do you know what i mean i was just so zen so calm you know and it came to the time that i needed to call mum so nin got me bless him he put me on video call right right so i turned around and she's driving. And I'm there like, hi, mum. I was like, there's been a minor accident. Minor fucking explosion. You know, I'm all good. Like, I was just so high, right? Really playing it down. Because I remember for the earthquake, when I called her, it was proper like, oh my God, mum, I love you so much. Like, it was so panicky. Do you know what I mean? And it really freaked her out. So I was like, let's be calm. I couldn't call dad. So she told dad in the end. And they was asking for photos and stuff. So Nana had sent her the photos that he took in that hospital at the beginning. And he was like, they're not nice, mum. He was like, they're not nice at all. And she was like, I need to see them. So I think when she saw the photo she was there and she was like, right, and they're like, right, we're talking about flights and stuff. And my mum was like, I need to do one more day at work. Uh, not that I knew this, no one told me this. She just sort of arrived when I had a dream. I was like, I really need my mum. And then like, she sort of just arrived. I was like, dreams do come true. I was like, mum's here. Do you know what I mean? I was like, thank God. You've sat here and listened to to Zoe go through her, her story and you were quite emotional at, at the beginning. How many heart attacks has she given you? Only two, only two. Last year was worse than this year. I think last year, because it was a goodbye. This year, it was a lot calmer. I'm okay. So first flight, you can get me tomorrow morning. Get me out. I've got to go and see my dad. I said, I'm going to go back to work this afternoon. I'm going to finish work till midnight if I have to, to get whatever I need to get done. And then I'm going. And I've gone flying straight through the room. No gowns or nothing and they've literally just grabbed me and pulled me back and said no you've got to be gowned up and I was like for goodness sake that took forever so like a mask and these gloves that were too small and this gown thing that you had to wrap around you and tie up 150 times um and then I was interested Zoe I'm here yeah and they were like are you mum I was like yeah can you sign these papers please what what are these for for her treatment that we've done for the last two days and I was like uh is this covered by the insurance said, yeah, it's all covered I was signing loads and I was just looking at these figures thinking oh my god like, can you sign the next 14 days worth can you sign the next 10 days worth can you sign for this room so the first lot was to sign for her room then it's to sign for the surgeon to do this, the lancing then it's to sign for the anaesthetist then it's to sign for the, the nurses did you know at this point that World Nomads was covering all of this I'd heard they were covering and I kept saying to them is the, is the insurance covering this you know I, I'm, I don't want to be signing this and all of a sudden I'm picking the bill up because and, otherwise we're back to the budget yeah yeah I would have been like okay <laughs> yeah hold on yeah I better go and put my house on for sale back home um and they said no no it's all covered and you're like okay and to be honest i'd have carried on signing i'd have sold this house if i had to i would have done anything and so would her dad but at the same time you want to make sure that you know i haven't met my limit um and so i was i was actually looking through her policy to actually see what she was insured you know and when i spoke to one of your guys i said you know am i near our limit and they went you're nowhere near your limit just keep going just keep signing it's covered and once you've got that reassurance that you don't have to worry about that side I just had to then keep her positive will you travel again I want to 
I love to travel. I absolutely love it. There's so many places I still want to see. I want to go to Canada. I want to see the Taj Mahal in India. I want to go to Iceland. There's so many places I still want to see. Do it the local way. Do you know what I mean? Like just proper going like the local routes. That's what I absolutely love. And someone will tell me about a place they've been to. And it's never even been on my radar before, but it sounds awesome. And then I'm like, you know what? I'd love to go there also. Do you know what I mean? So it's stuff like that. So I do. I'd love to travel again. But unfortunately, the doctors have turned around and said, like, because of my skin and now how sensitive it is to like the sun, like if I burn it, that's going to be bad. And also it's chance of like staining or like pigmentation. So like, that's what I'm worried about is my skin. I don't want to do anything more to damage it. But then at the same time, they're there and they're talking two to five years. The biggest issue now is just getting yourself right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that is the bit that I have to worry about. I mean, I'd love to go back to Cambodia. Bless everyone over there, like the Cambodian family, they're like, are you going to come back? And it breaks my heart that I'm there and I'm like, it's possible that I won't be able to go to you guys for a long time because I'd love to. You're a remarkable woman and an incredible story. 2018, the earthquake. 2019, the uh, explosion. Let's just leave it there. Will we stop there? <laughs> we will stop there. Okay. I swear, like, honestly, I'm there and I'm like, it's fine. Like, after the earthquake, I was there, like, that's it. Like, the most traumatic thing in my life is done, right? And someone up there was there, like, ha, we're just kidding. Like, you haven't seen nothing yet. What's your message to people about travel insurance? Oh my goodness, do it. I was a teacher and I would complain to my mum about buying travel insurance. I was like, the worst thing I'm going to get is a paper cut. I was there like, why do I need to get travel insurance? Like, I'm just going to school. I was like, unless a kid physically beats me up. I was like, I shouldn't have any worries. But um, do it because I would not have the money that it took. Like, just for Thailand. Like, I only know Thailand's bill because we saw it at the end and I was curious. Uh, And that was £179,000. Like, I bought the thing. I think I bought the travel insurance for like £350. Like, come on now. Like, it's just such an obvious, such an obvious. And like, anything can happen. I was just going to work. Like something so simple, something in your routine. Do you know what I mean? Like anything can happen. Just have it. She is remarkable, as I said. What do you think of your daughter? Oh, I think she's inspirational. She's just, all the way through this, she's been worried about other people rather than herself. Um, But I do, I think she's absolutely amazing. (laughs) So as you heard, we trailed off there into a group hug and lots of tears. It was very emotional, Phil. But let's hear from Cherie and Karen from our emergency assist department who were just so fantastic, as you heard uh, Mary Zoe's mum mention and the role that they played during and post Zoe's accident. So firstly, Cherie, what was your role? So, yeah, I'm a case coordinator for the emergency assistance team. Um, I was first called from the hospital um, in regards to to Zoe's case Um, and, yeah, I guess... Uh, we yeah escalated it to our medical team. This was the clinic she was in in um, Siem Reap. Correct. Yeah, yeah, in Cambodia. Right. So, and, so, and what, what was the first? I mean, did they explain how bad it was? Yeah, I guess I'm not I'm not medical, but yeah, it was yeah, burns. Yeah. So um, that's kind of a bit of a rare case for us to get burns. Um, so, um, and because of the location, Cambodia, that's kind of a low risk location. Uh, sorry, high risk location yeah. for us. Um, so I kind of knew. Okay, we need to we need to escalate the to the medical team. So Karen, um, ah, that's where Karen steps this in. This is Nurse Karen. <laughs> Karen, uh, what was your role? So I'm one of the registered nurses that works for um, emergency assistance. Um, and I unfortunately, or fortunately, I work remotely from the office. So um, you just get these surprise calls because often if you're in the office, you can hear what's going on behind you. And then Sari just rang and she said, oh, look, I've got this case in Cambodia. Um 
of a young girl who's been, um, I think she actually told me she was 37 or 35% burned, which is actually quite significant. And she said that it was around her neck and some of her face. And that is really, really alarming to hear because any burn, any burn's alarming, but any burn around a neck and face is really alarming because it could actually be inhalation burns as well, which is... Um, which means that they could also have burning on the inside of their esophagus, which could swell and completely cover their airway and basically they can die from that, their airway obstruction. Um, so I said to Sheree, I think this could – this will be an urgent, we need to get this girl out of the area that she's in. And we were really lucky. We got some photos as well that came from the hospital. And we were at that point, we were able to talk to her as well. So I, ran, I think I rang the doctor and then we spoke to Zoe. The doctor was very keen to get her out of the hospital, which is fair enough. He's, he's worried about the resources and the availability that they've got to what they what they, what they, you know, what they could do to treat her. Um, so. She must have been running on adrenaline though, because before she got to Sheree and before she got to you, she's mm. having to make these decisions on whether or not she should have a drip or pain relief because mm. they talk about the cost of it, and she said, "Well, I don't mm. know. I don't. Mm. I don't know if I've, it's going to cut co- my travel insurance is going to cover it. Otherwise, as you hear Zoe say, we're going to work off a budget." Here. Here. Um, yeah. So it's almost like once you you guys kicked in, she was able to give in to what had happened to her, pass it on to her mum. And Cherie, were you the one that was dealing with Mary? No, I didn't deal with Mary. But when you're talking about Zoe and speaking to her initially, I was actually I was actually quite surprised speaking to her how calm she was. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, she's just been through this horrific incident, and you know, we get some travellers that call call through, and they might have um, had a paper cut, as Zoe said, and they're <laughs> distraught and they're panicking, and you know, you've got to really calm them down. I was really surprised with her um, condition that she and her incident she just happened how calm she was yes she was and able to think Mm. were you dealing with Mary then because she was no 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 I actually didn't speak to Mary until a week or so down the track I spoke to Zoe's father probably first that night I think it was that night I spoke to him and told her what and told him what we're doing. Well, whoever was speaking to Zoe's mum, she was very, very grateful because they were just uh-huh. shoving pieces of paper, as you can imagine, the different types of treatment. And as yeah. a registered nurse, Karen, you'd understand. Uh-huh. Um, they were shoving pieces of paper under her nose to sign for every single thing that she oh, needed yeah. doing. Yeah. So yeah. whoever was uh, dealing with her from emergency assist was really holding her hand and made her feel quite comfortable. And just like Zoe was able to kind of give in to what happened to mm. her, then. She was be able. She was able to become the mum and and to yeah. worry about her daughter and not worry about yeah. uh, the insurance claim. So yeah. you guys do an incredible job. Thank you. But it must be quite satisfied to find out that somebody is you know as grateful as Zoe and her mum and her family have been as well. It certainly was because um, you often don't have that um, chance of following up with people. So it was really nice to hear that she's actually ended up um, as well as she has been. And it was actually a real surprise to see her and listen to her because um, I don't think we really got to speak to her that much because mum was involved and she was often on a, she was on often on a ventilator. So in the first couple of weeks, so um, yeah, it was it was nice. It was really good. All power to you guys. That's great. Um, fantastic for your involvement and helping out Zoe as well so yeah well done oh thanks for thanks for allowing us to uh hear the updates and do this sort of thing 
Incredible story. Hey, look, there's plenty of dash cam vision and people have captured some of the uh, vision on their phone cameras as well. So you can find that pretty easy if you have a look and it will really help you appreciate how miraculous it is that Zoe and Abby managed to survive that. Yeah, wrong place, wrong time. Now, while I was lucky enough to share a couple of hours in Zoe's home, one of the only reasons why she agreed to chat to what she sees as the media, look, it's an interview for a podcast, it's available for public consumption, even though World Nomads was the insurance insurer, rather, it was to reiterate the importance of travel insurance. Yeah, but look, just because Zoe was covered by World Nomads, it doesn't necessarily mean that you would be covered as well, because there are other circumstances that may be involved in a claim that you put in. So always check your policy wording and check with your insurer about you are. Things such as you've got to make sure that you're licensed to ride a motorcycle and things like that. So very complicated because she was covered. Doesn't mean you automatically are. Check the policy wording. Okay. Bye. Amazing nomads. Be inspired.